Hi, I'm Keith Law, and this is episode 22 of The Keith Law Show. Uh, we will be joined in a few moments by my colleague Trent Rosecrans, who covers the Cincinnati Reds for us. We're just going to talk about the upcoming season, which is about to start on Thursday night. We'll get two games on Thursday. That is opening night, and I will be doing a live Zoom Q&A through The Athletic on Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll go for probably about an hour, taking as many of your questions as I can get to in that time period. Uh, I will also have a season preview piece up uh, at some point on Thursday that will include some kind of prediction for the standings for the playoffs and award winners, as well as some notes on a few players I have tabbed as potential breakout candidates for this year. I offer the caveat, it's 60 games. I have no idea what's going to happen, even more so than in a typical year, but I still feel like I should put some kind of predictions out there, and you guys seem to be asking for them, so I am more than happy to oblige. I'd also like to remind everyone that my book, The Inside Game, Bad Calls, Strange Moves, and What Baseball Behavior Teaches Us About Ourselves, is available for sale now everywhere fine books are sold. As always, uh, if you don't have a place you'd like to buy books, especially locally if you can, check out bookshop.org. They do have my book in stock, and they also try to source and or support independent bookstores wherever possible. Dugout Mugs was a company started in a college baseball dugout, hence the name Dugout Mugs. You can get the barrel of a baseball bat turned into a 12-ounce mug. It's licensed by Major League Baseball. You can get your favorite team laser engraved onto a birchwood baseball bat barrel mug. It's perfect for the big game to put on display or just to be the life of the party. It's a unique gift for any baseball fan. So if you're just missing baseball and excited for it to return this week, go to dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and use promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and code MLB30. Fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today. Well, now it is my pleasure to be joined by my colleague and longtime friend, Trent Rosecrans, who's a senior writer for The Athletic covering the Cincinnati Reds, although today we're going to talk about topics across Major League Baseball in general. Trent, first, thank you for joining me. I can see you. Your beard game looks extremely strong. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of my few genetic gifts, I guess. I am jealous. I don't think I share the genetic gifts, nor do I share the patience to do that. Uh, so let's talk, uh, let's talk Major League Baseball. What, what the hell are we doing? Should we even be having a major league baseball season at this point? I can't see any reason why. Like any, like <laughs> you know, like no. I mean, I can see reasons why, but like, like valid reasons why right. I can't. Um, there is a difference. Uh, it's still a big business. There's still a lot of jobs, um, mine included, that are dependent on this. Um, so it's not that I don't want it. I have a lot of friends in this game who are, who probably would be laid off had they this not happened maybe even me i don't know um i like having a job i like going to work i like feeding my family those are all things i enjoy and in 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 value yet i still have a hard time seeing what we're even doing or why we're even doing yeah i share all of those sentiments selfishly of course i'm glad there's a season coming if anything i'm like why won't you let me go to the satellite camps i want to go right right scout the prospects but i mean of course that's a terrible this is not about me most things are about me this is actually not about me yeah no like that's the thing and that's a good point like we're not putting you know like the this is actually would be great under certain circumstances like for us like to i would love to go to the satellite camp in the morning and the game in the in the afternoon right yes like go see jose garcia see um well 
Hunter Green is not technically part of the uh, satellite camp yet, but he did tweet that he's in Cincinnati. So I'm guessing that's coming, you know, right. to see. I mean, this is great for for us who want to see these guys as much as we can to see Jonathan India, to see, um, you know, Stuart Fairchild or, or, or whoever that that it may be where we are. But I also get it, you know, like we, it's just not going to happen. So. Yeah, we're gonna have baseball Friday. We're gonna have baseball <laughs> this Thursday, week. Right? Um, yeah. yeah, and I've seen it. Um, I've been in that empty stadium a lot. It's weird, and it just seems like a whole lot of stuff for why. Yeah, but hey, it is gonna happen. So, like, that's the thing. It's like I could, I could really get on my high horse, but it's just like, like I tell my daughter, it's just like should is not a word I like to hear because should is living not in the real world. Um, should we be playing? No. Are they playing? Yes. yes. So, and, and like, it is tough because like as a semi principled person, mm-hmm. as a semi conscientious person, it's almost like I want to put a disclaimer at the top of every story. Like right. I get it. We shouldn't be doing this. Right. This is, this is all whatever, but here you go. Here is what the rotation looks like, or here is, you know, what they're going to do with the DH. It just, it all feels like everything that's after the butt. Right. Yeah. These, this isn't, this beat story is not an endorsement, but, but yeah, here's what happened. Here's who I talked to. Right. Here's absolutely. I, I find the same thing. I was asked, uh, people were asking me recently. So what are you going to do with your prospect rankings? Because I'm not going to get to see these players. Neither are any scouts. And that's a whole, we could talk about that in a second, but that's a whole separate issue. But at the meantime, we're not going to have stats. We're not going to have scouts. We have the players who got just, just got drafted. So they come in and a bunch of players will graduate this year by getting major league time. So they'll go out. So there'll be some mm-hmm. changes to the list. But what are we ultimately doing with all of these prospects who, with the ones who are playing in satellite camps, nobody's watching except maybe right. a player development executive or two. And then all the players who are home who are, changing in some way for the better or for the worse we've just not got any information on those guys and i i honest i don't have an answer obviously i've been thinking about this since march what happens if i don't get to see another player all year but that's a question it is another completely open question without an answer and applies to the way teams are looking at these players too and they're with it in the absence of any pro scouting this year well and and even when they're watching like you know i know the reds have they have cameras Mm -hmm. and their uh, satellite camp. Yes. So, you know, Dick Williams sent me a picture of him watching a game at the satellite camp while he's a great American, which is all well and good. But like, what kind of real competition is that? What can you even, even if there were scouts, even if you did go there, what could you tell? You know, I guess right. you could tell a couple of things, but it's, you know, it's, it's nothing more than a workout. And these, we've seen guys who excel in workouts who don't excel in baseball because there's still baseball. And, and no matter what they do there, it's going to be a workout. Yes. It's going to be a 30 man workout. What, what, what can you do with that? Right. I mean, it's batting practice and it's, I guess again, after the, butt, best case scenario, you know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this and you know, how it's like, okay, 60 games. It's like every game is 2.7 games in a regular season. It feels like every game lost is 2.7 games lost in development. Yeah. That's I, you know, I wrote the thing a couple weeks ago talking to player development executives and most of them tried to put a positive spin on a bad situation, but you can't replace game activity. And I'm with you. I, and trust me, if I could go to Lehigh Valley or Scranton 
to watch the satellite camps, I would go. I would go all the time. I think that'd be safer because I could just sit. Just let me sit somewhere mm-hmm. in the stands where I'm 60 feet away from everybody else. I don't actually like people that much anyway, so this is probably fine. Really? Yeah. I, could you tell? I try to hide it. Don't actually try to hide it at all. But, you know, I would go. But I've said, I, maybe I did this on, um, I was on minors and majors with Grant Paulson the other day on Sirius XM. I said, I think they're going to be like minor league spring training games where it's, hey, this guy throws, you know, they may not play nine innings. Oh, this guy's thrown 23 pitches now and there's only one out. Roll them and they just change sides. It may look a lot like that. And I can glean something from that, but let's not pretend these are real games. And that's best case scenario. Right. I agree. Honestly. Yep. I mean, I think that is the absolute best case scenario because again, you look at it and you're going to have guys how, how many starters? I'm just looking at like the Reds. I have the roster right here in front of me. Okay. And um, so I'm looking at their Prasco Park. RJ Alaniz is a reliever. TJ Antone is a starter. Jose De Leon's a starter. Mm-hmm. Nick Lodolo. Tony Santian. That's how many starters they have. How many? So you can't, it just <laughs> doesn't line up. And maybe those guys go every five days and they try to keep them on five. Maybe at some point Tyler Malley comes down when the roster goes out or, or uh, whatever. It just. It's just not going to work. And even then, if those gets guys go every five days and they throw 70, 80 pitches, well, what are the batters getting out of that? Right. And, and they'll probably move guys in and out. That's not – these aren't static right. um, rosters. So they'll move guys in. Hunter Green's going to come in probably. I'm sure by the time this goes up, we'll have already known that. Mm-hmm. But, again, what are we doing? We're going back <laughs> to this. What are we doing? But, but like, when you talk to the player development guys – they did put a positive spin because they're just trying to figure out a positive way. Yes. And like, you have to go in that mindset. I think if you're in their position, you have to get in that mindset of like, how am I going to make this terrible situation the best? And what can we do? You almost have to fool yourself. It's, I mean, hell, it's how I go about my life. It's just trying to fool myself to figure out how I can do it the best and not just want to curl up in in a fetal position Mm -hmm. and just cry all day. Cause really that's, that's the logical choice right now. (laughs) But you know, there's other stuff I've got to do. So right. you just push it aside and stop thinking like a logical feeling human being and do what you need to do. One thing I thought Major League Baseball might do that as of right now they haven't, they're not even going to let the satellite camps play each other. So like the Yankees and the Phillies camps are something, they're like 45 minutes apart. They're really close in, I don't know, it's Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't really, Pennsylvania beyond Philadelphia is like Terry so Incognita. Weird. Yeah, it's right. But they're cl- look, they're close enough to each other. Those They could play each other and make it a day game. No one would have to go to a hotel. But they're like, nope, we're not putting the players on buses. We're not creating those situations. Again, I completely understand that. But I am sensitive to the COVID-19. But boy, would it be great for these teams if they could do that. Because they'd get around the pitching problem you had. They would get to face some different players. Like if you're a development person, especially, you're thinking – oh my God, they're right. They're 45 minutes away. Why can't we go play them? This would be maybe twice as productive for us on the player development side. Or, or, or even like, you know, I know what they're doing here. The um, the Frontier League, the Florence Yalls now, not the Freedom anymore. They have sure. uh, games where they're doing like um, against another independent league. Are they making basically two teams and one of them's going to be the Lexington um, Kentucky team and they're going to be playing each other mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what if the Reds players from Prasco Park, which is up here in Mason, which is where the Reds are doing theirs 20 minutes from, from, from Great American, even if it's not their same level, and those are 45 minutes away. I mean, it's, it's not 
far. But again, I get why you don't. It's, it's just the only right. kind of thoughts you can do. It's like, you got to find somebody close. Right. But then those guys have to be tested and you have to do, I mean, because a catcher is going to be sitting next to a batter. He's going to be sitting next to an umpire. Who might be Joe West. I, I feel like if Joe West tweeted tomorrow, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, I'd be like, yep, that's all right. Yep. We're, we're just shut Wait, 2020 down. He hasn't down. done that already? No, I know, right? I should check before I say these things. Yeah. No, I mean, he is Q. <laughs> I liked Q better when he was anonymous. <laughs> well, we know he's not Q because you know he would take credit for it already. This he would is have true. been out and, and, and it would have been, um, you know, Ump Show. Yes. Did, did you trademark Ump Show? I have not, unfortunately. I should put it on a t-shirt or something. Maybe yeah. I could raise funds to get Joe West off of the field. Can we do that? I'll have to, I'll, let me text Rob Manfred and ask his opinion on that first. You almost want just to get that record, just so we can we can get it over. Just with, be, like, a right, thing. be done, right? Yeah, like Pete Rose getting the hits, just getting the hits record. Okay, Pete. Okay, okay, I, I, okay. Mm-hmm. We got it, right? You, yeah. You're good now. You can walk away. Uh, so I wanted to, you mentioned Hunter Green, and this is another question that I asked some of the player development people, and I've just been asking people I've talked to also. So Hunter, for listeners who don't know, Hunter missed. Last year, with after Tommy John surgery, he would have come back at some point this spring. I don't know exactly what his date would have been, but with guys like him, you're trying to build up his innings total. And I don't know if you've talked to the Reds specifically about him. I don't know what plan they even have, but what do you see teams doing with these players, these pitchers specifically, to try to build up their workload to the point where, let's say we have a normal 2021 season. How do you get a guy ready to throw 120 or 140 innings next year if he's just throwing a few innings in the satellite camp this year, if at all? You can't. You just can't. You can't replicate that. Um, guys do it during the offseason. They do everything. You know, I, I've, I've tried to talk to people, and, and I think they're all just kind of guessing, too. I mean, it's all going to be they're going to figure it out, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. It just sucks because you're talking – I mean, like, like there is no roadmap for doing this and to go blindly with an arm like Hunter green, mm-hmm. that's already, that's coming off Tommy John surgery. I guess well, there's no rushing him back to get on the mound. Cause true. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it's uh, fortuitous that he's coming back now. I don't know that anybody knows Keith. I mean, how everybody's flying blind and they can, people are going to get screwed up by this and you can't, there, nothing's going to be malicious about it. It's just going to be, Sheer ignorance, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, I mean, sheer ignorance. USA 2020. Yeah, that's right. We're all screwed. Yes, we are. I think that we're all going to die. Every day I get on the internet, I pretty much think that. And then I look at the COVID Act Now site and I see how many states are still in red and it's more states than yesterday. And of course, I ch- I'm in Delaware. We're like relatively in good shape, except we're this big and surrounded by, other- we're at the mercy of all of the states around us yeah. too. So yeah, I, you know, I, I fight the urge to go catatonic at 930 every morning and then have another cup of coffee and somehow get through my day. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> That's that's where it is, and it's like this was going to be such a weird season already, mm-hmm. minor league wise. You know, I, I, I actually had a plan, uh, best like plans and all that. Yes, um, I was really looking forward to it. I was going to go and take that first or second week, the first week of the minor leagues. I was going to go to um, Madison, Alabama, mm-hmm. and go to the first game of the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Right, and then I wanted to go, and it worked out where I could then go to. Chattanooga for the first game of the lookouts, which might've been the first last, the last first game. Right. And just kind of do that 
you know, where we are and the compare contrasts, that kind of thing, because they are so close and other to me and to each other that I could, I could have done that. And I kept thinking about that. And now, you know, maybe Chattanooga gets closed and you're just like, here's a city that's had minor league baseball forever. That's really like the original, yep. the originator of like people at Chattanooga lookouts hats. Cause they looked cool. They're right. the originator of this <laughs> forever. You look at who all play is played in Chattanooga and that maybe they might not have affiliated ball anymore. Yeah. And that was the weird thing already. And, and it, and like that story idea was like preparing for that, preparing to know it's the end, but now it could just be cut. Right. You know, it's like anything you can prepare yourself for something ending and it sucks or it's great or whatever. But when it's just taken from you, I don't know. It's, it's, it was going to be a weird season anyway, and now it's just off the freaking charts. Yeah, that was even as late as the first week of March, I would have said, because I did not think our national response, our policy response to the virus would be as bad as it's been. But that aside, I would have said big stories in baseball this year would be minor league contraction, realignment and contraction. If you talk to people at Major League Baseball, they're big to emphasize. It's realignment. Like, oh, well, and contraction. Right. Yeah, but, but realignment. Okay, sure. But also, uh, you know, the upcoming labor negotiation. We've got a CBA negotiation that would have, you, you think, maybe would have started at some point this year, and that's going to be a whole different circus. Yeah. So I thought those were going to be the big stories. They're kind of both still there. The realignment. We don't actually know what's happening on the minor league side. I feel pretty confident they're just going to wipe out short season at this point because Major League Baseball can because this is why I brought it up clubs you're talking about that were on the chopping block anyway a lot of them their ownership groups may just say we're done you know the same way we're seeing like good restaurants closing across the country they just we couldn't we can't float it they didn't get subsidized they didn't get support they needed and their business model was probably already pretty close to the line of profitability anyway and they're just nope we're done and i bet it we'll see a lot of minor league owners just walk away 100 percent. i mean that's the thing and like and then major league baseball doesn't have blood on their hands right and so it's like, hey, it's worked out for us too. Yeah. Happy accident. There was a pandemic. Right. Nothing more happy than a pandemic. Yeah, it does seem rather convenient, doesn't it? Man, Rob Manfred's powers go deeper than we thought. Seriously. Maybe he's Q, actually. I'll have to look into this. Don't. No, I won't. Please. It's bad enough I've got COVID truthers yelling at me on Twitter today. So I have to do predictions later this week. Mm-hmm. I'm dreading it. Mostly mm-hmm. because, I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't take my predictions very seriously at all. I don't proclaim to any accuracy at all. They're for fun. It's 60 games. Like, I think I have some D&D dice upstairs that I could mm-hmm. use, and they would be no less. I should actually do that. Roll dice, right? Roll dice and be like, no, this is it. I don't, I don't know. Do like every team do like a 20 and a 10 side of die? Perfect, right? Every, I, some, somebody said... Maybe you have even tweeted this at some point. I saw a tweet go by that had the Reds winning the NL Central, and I said, uh-huh, okay, oh. sure. Other than the Pirates, I think I could see any team winning the NL Central. Exactly. You can shake it up in a bag. And I've said this a couple of years ago. I mean, it was kind of the same just with the Reds. You replace the Pirates with the Reds. There are four teams that could win it. I mean, you look at it, there's four teams that could win this. The Reds, sure, they have nice rotation. They've upgraded the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, with 60 games, the Pirates even could. It's really true. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, look at what they did at the break last year. Yeah. You know, at the break, they were pretty good. Yep. So, you know, but but like, you know, the Cardinals, they that rotation is great. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually play defense, which is interesting. Yeah, especially in that division makes them stand out. 
It does. The Cubs, there's talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. And then the Brewers, the Brewers have kind of replaced the A's for me, even though the A's are doing great about this. Like, I would always be like, I'm not sure I get what they're doing. <laughs> they're, they're smarter than I am, so, you know, I buy it. Right. And, like, that was the A's for many years. You were just like, what are they doing? I don't get it. And then it worked. Then it works. Like, okay. But that's how I feel about the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked at what they did, and I go, I'm not sure I get it. But he gets it better than I do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, all right, yeah, you've earned it. I was looking at the A's yesterday. Somebody had tweeted they had the A's winning the World Series. Now, whatever. I'm not basing my prediction on others' predictions, but I find it interesting. Uh, and also, I don't want to overlook a team that other people are seeing. Now they're going to be good. Why should that? You know what? Let me open my mind and reconsider that. And I feel exactly as you do on the A's. I look at them just about every year, and that doesn't look right. That doesn't look like a 95-win team. And then I look at it. It's mm -hmm. all last year they were a 90-whatever, 90 90-something 90 win team. I don't remember offhand. And oh, by the way, they'll get a whole season of – whole 60-game season in theory of A.J. Puck and maybe something like that. Maybe they get eight starts out of Jesus Lozardo. That should make them better, you would think. I mean, eight starts, that's that's a full season. That's like 20, 20 starts in a regular season. Yeah. It's like we're looking at a – it's a completely different bar for – what constitutes a full season, how much they expect to get out of a pitcher. Maybe teams will space guy. I'll be very curious to see if some teams stick in a bullpen day every now and then just figuring, look, our pitchers aren't built up for a full season anyway. We'd rather get eight good starts and he's just like ready to crush in October versus, you know, the standard while we're planning for 26 weeks of a regular season. It could, some teams could and probably should employ entirely different paradigms. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and like I was looking at it, it's like, you know, last year the Reds traded for Trevor Bauer. It was very obvious a trade for 2020 um, and not like the 10 starts that he got after he got traded. Well, he's going to get 10 starts this year. So he's there. that that trade, Taylor Trammell trade, is going to be for 20 starts of Trevor Bauer. Now, if they go out and win the World Series, fine. Maybe even go to the playoffs, whatever. It's fine, but man, it's just one of those things you can't foresee. And this was a big year for, for the team that I cover. And and I think everybody has that. A lot of teams have it. I mean, this is, heck, this is the great year if you're the Tigers to just be like, eh, we're going to punt. You know, mm -hmm. we'll punt for 60 games is 162 games. It's a lot easier to punt 60 games. If I were the Tigers, it's not my money. It's very easy for me to say this, but I'd be like, you know what? Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Scooble. If you're if those guys are all healthy and ready to go, you know what? You're you're in the rotation. Maybe not yeah. week one, but real soon. You know what? I want you guys pitching. They were all really close. They were probably in a regular in a typical regular season. They were probably all going to debut at some point this year anyway. I'd say, you know what? Screw it. Come up and get the reps. We'll just be in that much better shape a year from now. Well, and, and that's kind of how you almost fight that lost year of development that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. If you're the tiger, it's like, oh. You're going to go 15 and 45? Well, it's not going to hurt you at the gate. That's right. So, <laughs> you might actually get you know, better ratings to the extent right. that that matter if it's like, oh, no, three out of five nights, we've got a stud pitching prospect going. And and those guys then get developed. Yep. You know, I think that's kind of an interesting concept that I hadn't thought of before until you brought it up. But like those teams, there's probably 10 teams that could be like, okay, well, we're not going to have a minor league season. Screw it. Yep. We're going we're gonna to do this. Now, you worry about like what that means six years from now, but you know what? There's a CBA. You don't know that it's going to be six years anyway. Right. And I always say you can't predict, like, 
Is Tariq Skubal going to be healthy six years from now? Hey, I hope he is, but I can't, I'm not going to tell you I can predict that. Oh, you know, especially pitching prospects, mm-hmm. pitching prospects. I don't like, like with, again, I, I hate to bring her back to the Reds. No, it's okay. Talk about the thing. That's what I know. <laughs> like to me, like Nick Lodolo, to me, I think of him as like David Price in 08, you know, yes. maybe at the end of the year, if you're in it or whatever, you got this guy, you bring him in from the left side, he comes in, he helps you out. And then maybe in the next year he starts, mm-hmm. but he comes out of the bullpen firing nails and breaking off curveballs, and nobody's ever seen him before in September against Milwaukee on September 22nd. That could be pretty big. Yep. When Chris Sale, I think it was his draft year, the White Sox did that with him. And it was, hey, here's this really weird arm action, lowest slot lefty, who by that point they'd already kind of tweaked his slider. And so it's 97 with this vicious slider. No one was hitting him. Remember in that yeah. late, the, I think it was that first year where he just deep pantsed Joe Maurer. It's like, oh, that's a big league hitter right there. And you learned. I mean, I think the White Sox at that point had to have learned something in addition to Sale just getting the development just to say, oh, this guy might be more advanced further along time-wise than we originally thought. Yeah. And I mean, there could be a lot of those guys. So that's going to be an interesting thing to me is that it goes back to that development. Is there a different path to development? Because mm-hmm. these are the only games, competitive games that they'll have. I mean, you know, we were talking about the uh, Arizona fall and Florida fall league. Mm-hmm. Now, October's a long way away. We've seen <laughs> things change, you know, yeah. in three months before, but not bloody likely. Yeah. I just don't see it. So for how many teams is it going to be worth that hypothetical mm-hmm. year of control? Because again, we're still talking about a new CBA between when that's an issue or not. And that year of development, because to me, that year of development might be more valuable than a year of control, mm-hmm. especially for a pitcher, maybe not for a position player. Yes. And you know what? And I will say like, if it's a position player, who's 23, say he was a right, college right. guy. If you're the Orioles, there could be, a real yeah. benefit to bring up an Adley Rutschman who's a catcher. So there's so much more to learn having him work with big league pitchers and the big league staff. There, there could be more to that. That's what I've been saying about like uh, Tyler Stevenson. He's like, maybe he benefits more than anybody sure. on this Reds thing because he gets to be around Derek Johnson, mm-hmm. Tucker Barnhart, Kirk Casale, Caleb Cotham, yep. um, J.R. House. And, and all these guys that he gets to sit in on those big league meetings Mm -hmm. of hey we're preparing for cleveland's lineup this is how we do it this is what the catchers put in and he gets kind of a red shirt right um especially with that the the taxi squad is that what we're calling the three man or whatever i think so you know if he goes on a road trip to um to st louis Mm -hmm. and he's sitting in there about how they attack that lineup i think that's i think there's a lot of value in that that either red shirt year or the rookie quarterback year Mm mm-hmm yeah, that makes sense. For catchers more than anybody. I mean, like, that's the only way I can see it. Right, because they have, to me, it's that's two jobs. Not only are you obviously learning to hit, yeah. but all of the other stuff that goes into catching. And in Stevenson's case, he's just missed so much time with injury, too. You're constantly, mm-hmm. if I'm in their front office, I'm thinking, how do I get this guy back some of the games that he lost? Oh, we just lost another 100 games of development this year. Well, any which way I can possibly get some of that back for him because he's still got ability. His number one problem has been staying healthy. And I think that's just slowed his growth as a professional catcher. And he's done that the last two years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those were mostly early. Um, Last year he played a lot of games last two years. And I saw him in, 
I saw him in the playoffs last the year before. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I saw him in fall league last year, right? And it was probably the best I'd seen him since high school. Yeah, right. And so he's been healthy, and he's kind of getting it. And it's that you know, catchers are just a, such a different animal, especially a high school catcher. Yep. As a, as opposed to and and because now I think more of those college catchers. You can you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think like more college catchers are learning more big leaguey type stuff. We're getting there. Supposed to. It, yeah. It's better than it was five, 10 years ago, for sure. Right. Right. Where they were always looking over to their, <laughs> to the dugout before every pitch. Right. Right. And you still get a lot of that, but it is better. And, and, and that's, yeah. So I don't know, I guess that's me being the Pollyanna, like <laughs> looking at the bright side of everything as well. Yep. So before I let you go, uh, give me one prediction, anything for the year, world series champion, and pain, MVP, pain. Yes. <laughs> Sorrow, misery, yes. Ajita. Maybe there's only one team out of the NL Central that makes playoffs. Is that like enough of one? That's a good one. Because I think most people would pick two. Would say there's four good teams to make the playoffs. And I think that might kind of hurt them. Mm-hmm. Because of the numbers and the 60 and whatever. So that, that sure. will be mine. Only one team out of the NL Central. I like that. I one. don't know if that's big enough or scary enough or bold enough or whatever. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, because again, I think most people would say gut reaction is you've got four legit contenders in the division. Two of them have to make the playoffs, but you could easily see them beating up on each other enough that that just doesn't come to pass. Like they're all at like 33 or 34 wins. Right, right. And maybe it takes 35 to get that second one. Yeah, that somebody in one of the two other divisions, especially the West, maybe some second team. We're all going to give the Dodgers the West. Maybe the Padres come out strong. Maybe the Gore is in the rotation. They go off and get to thirty-five plus wins and get that, get one of the wild card spots. The Reds do get six games against the Tigers, which does not hurt. Does as not. opposed to Cleveland, um, you know, because yeah. that's their natural rival. But with Pittsburgh being closer to Cleveland, and sure, Cincinnati and Detroit. I mean, they, they nobody nobody benefited more from the schedule than the Reds. I think. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, and I'm sure nobody's complaining about getting to face nobody here yeah watch watch the tigers follow our plan oh, then, yeah. and then it's like my manning school but it's like oh damn it well <laughs> they they get all six of those games done by august 2nd oh there so. you go you got a chance though. they have six of their first 10 <laughs> against the Tigers. oh okay that's perfect actually yes all right so we t- just you know you need to pray for alavila to leave those guys in the satellite camp for two weeks yeah yep we'll see excellent my guest today has been Trent Rosecrans. He covers the Reds for The Athletic. I strongly encourage you to uh, check out some of his work from just from the last week or so. He had a great piece on Jose Israel Garcia and some of the other names from their satellite camp. And you can find Trent. Where can they find you on Twitter? I don't have your exact handle in front of me. I want to get it right. Oh, it's easy. It's C-Trent. That's what I You can thought. tell I got it early. Good for you. Six letters. Yep. You I know? was like, is there an underscore in there? I wanted to make nope, sure. I, none yeah. of that. Excellent. I got it early. You are early. Early adopter. I don't know if that's good or bad. I was too. I claim names early. Like every time you see some new thing, yep. I try to claim it. Nice. Um, because here's the reason. I... In 2000, Mm -hmm. I think, I was trying to get Mm ctrent.com, and I have like a Google reminder on a calendar reminder every year when it expires, Mm -hmm. and they always think. But for the longest time, it was a Connecticut rental company. Oh, CT Rent. Yeah. I think keithlaw.com might be or have been a law firm. Yeah. And I got to give it to them. You know, it's like, okay, that's legit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So Robert Robert K. Keith yeah. Law. I get a lot of Google alert hits for the uh, Damon Keith Law archive or something. Apparently, he was a big deal. 
and so yeah so those show up a lot under searches for like who's saying bad things about me on the internet i i mean you don't have to search far no this is true this is true just look on twitter every day trent thanks so much for joining me stay safe anytime you too brother that's all for this week's show thank you so much for joining me thanks to all of you who've left strong reviews for the show especially five-star reviews on itunes appreciate all of those and all the positive comments if you haven't done so and you do listen through itunes always appreciate the positive feedback if you are listening to the show but you are not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com slash claw, that's K-L-A-W, and get 40% off of a subscription for new readers. You will be able to see all of my content so far, which includes all of my draft coverage, all of my preseason prospect content, which still applies mostly, as well as my upcoming preview content for the start of the season. And once we have actual games... I will have actual baseball to write about again. Let's hope we get this season off to a good and healthy start. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Please wear your masks.